I think about, you know, him being an adult and I just want him to be a good person. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. Lauren Rose. Well, I think it's Lorreen. Dame DeLorean. Lorian. Lorian and Spencer. Rock on. Smoke on. Smoke it a bowl, sir. I feel stupid now. Um, it's the weed. Must be the weed. Gotta be the weed. Hey, welcome back. It is Friday, June 25th, 2021. You're listening to a special edition of Bowl After Bowl. Bowls with Buds. It is episode 89. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And joining us, it's Illuminatia. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. For sure. Yeah, I'm just really excited to be on a podcast again, finally. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to the land of the pods. Yeah, yeah, I've been kind of AWOL for a while, but... I'm trying to ease my way back now that I'm on maternity leave. Oh, very nice. Understandably yeah. so, yes. So, um, as most of the bowlers know, Illuminadia had her baby boy a day before we had our baby boy. So wild. And so he's one month old today, right? Uh, he's one month old on Tuesday. Was it the 25th? Yeah. Very nice. I know, I did the four weeks for a month in my brain, too. And you're like, Spence, you said... Well, it's not the 26th yet. It's not a month till then. I said, well, it's been four weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got month-old babies here. Yeah. In the bowl. <laughs> There's so many ways to count it, right? <laughs> oh, I know. It's funny because months have, you know, different number of days every month. So, I don't know. Yeah, counting. But, yeah, that's so crazy. Like, I was, I was almost certain that we'd have our babies on the same day. But it was just about there. Yeah, it was very close. It's my fault. I take the blame because we were doing bowl after bowl uh, on the 25th. And so I told John, I said, you got to wait till after the bowl. I don't want to have a baby on the podcast. <laughs> and then yeah, he did. It a, <laughs> he waited. It was a weird day. Like, cause we had a, um, we had a memorial to go to a friend of ours passed away. And uh, my friend of mine's like, yeah, you're going to go into labor that day. Like, no. Sure enough, my water broke in the morning. Like, oh man, wow, <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it was good because uh, you know because it was so sad, and then you know Riley was born, and it made them all so happy. So that's cool. Yeah, it was it was nice. I think it was a good day. That's wild how life can be so <laughs> circular and cyclical like that. Yeah. 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 So you, you know, could... with everything going on and a lot of people have been going through a lot of hard times and right. I don't know about you, but me personally, like we've had just one thing after another. Like I had a close friend die just out of the blue last year and then it was just this like chain of like deaths. Like my my husband's grandfather passed away, a close friend of ours, two of them passed away. It was like, Holy shit, like what is going on? So with Riley here it's been you know, it's it's just so wonderful to have him. You know, with uh, after all this stuff, so I I'm just just thrilled. I'm just thrilled. We're just I'm just so happy to have him here. It's very cool. Yeah, it's like I never knew I could love like this. It's indescribable. 
Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah, because like I just look at his little face and his little <laughs> cries and his little. It's just I I don't know. It's the most bizarre feeling. Yeah, bizarre is a great word for it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like we br- we first brought him home. It was the most surreal thing. I don't know if it was like this when you had your first, but it was strange because, you know, I knew I was pregnant. I knew I was going to have a kid, but when he was finally out, it was like, wow, it just, the reality sunk in. It was finally a real thing. It is definitely wild. Them being on the inside for so long. And so then, uh, you know, you're like talking to him through the belly and all that good stuff. And yeah. Uh, but then when they're outside, they're like finally there. It's just so much more real that you're like, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, and then it, waking up the next day, and there's like an extra, <laughs> this extra person, person. in your house. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's wild because my husband and I, we were it was just him and I for like six years, and so now that we have the baby, it's you know everyone's like, yeah, you know everything changes, blah blah. blah. I'm like, well, yeah, of course it changes. You know, you get a, another person. Um, but we finally got into a routine. Like at first, it was brutal. Because I ended up going to a hospital, um, and I, I stayed a little longer because they were a little worried about bleeding. Like I, <laughs> I had a little, uh, I had a little uh, incident where they're like, "Huh, let's just keep an eye on you. What's your blood type?" I'm like, "Oh shit! Like, am I gonna bleed out?" Well, I'll just keep an eye on you. <laughs> and my husband's like, "There is so much blood." <laughs> like, oh oh damn. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and I did. I I don't remember feeling particularly bad or anything, but apparently it was just like an insane amount of blood. So, um, yeah. So stay at the hospital for a couple of days, and that was really hard because they kept coming in and checking me and like pushing on me, like God damn it, get away from me. Mm. And uh, so finally, we left the hospital. We came home, and it was just like such a relief to just be home. And I'm fine. There's no problems. Uh, yeah, and just having this little guy here, just, I, I, I'm just so in love with him, just from the moment he, he was out, it was like, oh my god, I just, he's just on my chest, and, you know, we're skin to skin for that golden hour, and it was just the most intense feeling of euphoria I've ever felt, just like being with my little, my little guy, it's, it's so wonderful. It's awesome. It is awesome. I do yeah. want to uh, give a quick shout out of appreciation to Boobery because he gave me his <laughs> clean feed credentials for this interview. Um, I don't know why my mix minus setup is just not doing what it used to do for months and months. Uh, it used to work just fine and now it's given me like very faint output and a whiny noise, which is just no good. And uh, then when you go through the main mic, problem with that is the guests will hear themselves on a loop when they talk and so clean feed can automatically repair that if you have the pro version Uh. (laughs) which uh i alone cannot afford so thank you so much for the borrowation of that and i think they have kind of a group man deal on it but uh Anyway, I appreciate it, Booberry. Yeah, thanks, Boobs. So you guys were originally, your due dates were exactly the same, right? Uh, mine was, was 31st. Right? I think oh. Lorian's oh, might have been 28th or something. Yeah, mine ended up getting pushed down to the, the 24th or the 25th were the two estimates I got on it. 
Oh dang! Was it because he was just big? I think so. They at, she was carrying big this time. Yeah, and at first my midwife was like, "Oh, maybe you have twins. Maybe it's twins." And the ultrasound tech was like, well, "I'm gonna check again, see if you got twins." Because <laughs> I was huge, dude. I got I got gigantic. I'm like, holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like walking around. I'm like, I need one of those carts. I need like a wheelbarrow for my. <laughs> For my belly. <laughs> it was insane. Like, people were like, wow, you're really big. I'm like, yeah, okay, fuck you. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah. I don't I know. Love... Some people are like, oh, you look so great pregnant. I'm like, uh, you gained 50 pounds. I literally gained 50 pounds. It was, I, I just, I was like, yeah, I'm going to work out every day. And my doctor's like, yeah. And she seemed to think it was fine because I was healthy and everything, but yeah. Damn. <laughs> I know you're making a life here though you know it's all right yeah I mean I lost I've lost 25 so yeah I'm halfway, I'm halfway there like immediately just like melted off and it's been very quickly coming off so I, I guess that's good yeah but, definitely man <laughs> that, I... that, that last month I don't know um, Some ladies are fine, but that last month is a very long month. Yeah, especially when it's in the, when it's the summer. It's all hot. Ugh. Yeah, it's probably a little warmer where you guys are at at this time now. Yeah, and uh, our first was in August, so you you endured even more summer with her. Yeah, that was a concealed carry pregnancy, though. Yeah, you're telling me about that. That was funny. <laughs> I did gain fifty pounds in that pregnancy, but just didn't look it carried real small wow good for you yeah the first two were kind of like smaller and carried higher up so Mm -hmm. and are they they're both girls yep the first two yep the first two is girls so this was our first boy john that's awesome yeah i want a girl my next pregnancy it'd be nice to have a boy and a girl but no doubt um from uh because the so my husband's side of the family is very female dominant, um, and then my side, very male dominant. So, um, who knows? It could be, could be, could be anything. It's wild on my dad's uh, family. Like the previous generation was all boys. The generation that I come up from, and then my younger sister and my younger cousin were the only two girls. The rest were grandsons. Uh, cause my grandparents had four kids. Oh, wow. So out of those four kids, one had three boys, one had two boys. My dad had me and my sister and then two more boys and a girl from the other. So then, uh, the, the generation under us there, my grandparents, great grandchildren, mm-hmm. all girls. It was like the o- opposite. Oh, yeah. weird. Um, huh. they only had two, uh, they only had two great grandkids, great grandsons, I should say out of like 12 or 14 and then john is the first one that's actually uh still under the family name so he, like the rest were you know from uh daughters or the name was changed so the john was the first one born that still has my grandparents last name that's a boy hmm. he's like the last hope the family name carrying on yeah it's kind of wild how that thing works you know how you can have like so many kids in the generations into there and then it's like well it has to line up just right with the genders too for for the family name for to propagate name to carry on. Yeah. yeah yeah i've got an interesting theory i was just watching um 
a uh, uh, an interesting video with my husband regarding the uh, 80 year cycle. And you mentioned your grandparents having mostly boys. So I guess every 80 years or so during um, uh, at the end of an 80 year cycle, there's always some kind of crisis. So we're currently in that in that uh, space right now where it's like a crisis moment. I'll have to send you a link. It's really, really interesting. Um, and I won't go into too much detail about it, but for whatever reason, predominantly during a time like this, people will have boys. And I'm not sure if it's because of like, you know, extra adrenaline or, you know, the fight or flight uh, causing, you know, certain uh, hormones to be produced or chemical imbalances or I don't know what have you. But yeah, for some reason during these times, it's usually boys that are born. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I'll have to. I'm not so eloquent. My <laughs> my speech is not as good as it usually is. Um, I, I remember that 80 year cycle being discussed, and now I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to remember where or who I heard talking about it. But yeah, like so the last thing was like World with, War Two, right? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So World War Two would be the previous crisis. Um, and oh shit i wish i could remember what stages they were but um they talk a lot about it and it was like revolutionary um, war civil war world war Two, kind of correct roughly yeah that's exactly right yeah so um the the masons really love cycles and that's one of the things that <clears throat> they uh, at least my husband's been studying um it's Dang like, it, I you're a you're an honorary mason though right <laughs> kind of according to them yeah this um, is what i've heard yeah they they like uh they like me i'm really into the because you know I'm, i go to all of their i mean lately they haven't been california grand lodge has been a little like like <laughs> don't do anything oh yeah um, we're keeping our members safe yeah yeah it's like okay you guys like whatever and I mean, we did we did have some brothers that passed away, but we also had a, we also there's one guy that passed because he got the vaccine. So I'm like, okay, well, it sounds like it's just as likely to yeah. die from the vaccine. So there's a lot of things out there that can kill you. Yeah, you know what? Um, there's been as many fatal car accidents of, as there have been, at least when I last checked the stats, as there have been. Um, COVID deaths, but nobody's like telling you not to drive your car. Right. But whatever. We got a <laughs> just uh, six weeks of not driving to flatten the auto death curve. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, uh, it's hard. Yeah, and then the research, the research. I think I got a little depressed. I'm not gonna lie. And then being pregnant with Riley really kind of helped me through it. But yeah the ridiculous amount of research and just having that pressure on me, you know, like, you know, you got to make this, we're, we're making devices that filter out um, the virus directly from the blood with people who are in critical condition. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, we got some clinical trials done and all that crap. And, but it was like, if I fuck up at all, <laughs> I might kill someone. Oh, so that's a lot yeah, of pressure. Yeah. It was a lot of pressure and it was just like a lot of work um and yeah i think it affected me because being in the middle of it you know and everyone's like follow the science 
And I tell you, following the science is like trying to follow a group of wet cats. Like there's just every, every single scientist has their own opinion on it. Yeah. And uh, even, even within the lab I work at, like, you know, this epidemiologist like, Oh, you know, um, what did, what did she say? Oh yeah. Yeah. She's like, Oh, we're talking about herd immunity. And the, 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 it kept changing. Like the percentage kept changing at first. She was like, Oh, you know, 40% and then 60%. And then the news are like, Oh, there's no such thing as herd immunity. I'm like, no, that's not true. There's herd immunity. Like that's always been a thing. Um, and then, yeah, you know, it's learning about the mechanism of the virus and everything. It was just always changing. And at first they're like, Oh, it's a respiratory disease. Oh, it's a cardiovascular disease. Oh, it's, it's an advantageous virus that, you know, is able to, you know, it just goes throughout your body and finds a weak point and takes advantage of it. Oh, it's, you know, there's a neurological, it's just, it was just crazy. And like the scientists that I worked with at least would always go back on what they were saying. And the news was different and like people were getting mad at me and it was just, everything was insane. And I, I, I think it kind of affected me. I sort of went AWOL for a while. Like I just, it was hard. Yeah. Um, but like I said, being pregnant with Riley was like just a really nice light at the end of the tunnel. Um, yeah. Sometimes just wonderful. you just need to step away and have also just a, another purpose or another, mission you know yeah and it's not about me anymore everything i do now is going to be for my son yeah and i'm totally fine with that like a lot of people like oh you can't party anymore blah i'm like okay fine but (laughs) i've got son i have my boy and exactly and you know i had i had my (laughs) i had had my wild days and i'm good like i'm sure an adult now you know I'm, i'm good i definitely feel that it's funny because uh there is one side of the coin where it's actually not really that hard to party finger quotes with kids. But the other, the other half of that coin is to me, even in my wildest days, like partying and like getting into a bunch of dangerous situations to me, didn't really like overlap a lot, you know? Um, yeah. And that I, and I explored a, you know, a number of different substances here and there, but I just never went like so hard, so fast every single day kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I'm not that like, I'm a total, let's face it. I'm a total nerd. Like I enjoy, (laughs) I enjoy going to like dinosaur museums and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Same. (laughs) Same. I, I, that's actually my husband and I's first date was going to the natural history museum in San Diego. Yeah. It was just so wonderful. Like, like, Oh, finally, I'm not a total nerd. Actually, I have a friend. She's Brazilian, and you know, Brazilians just love to party and like. Sure. This this chick like, <laughs> they have parties where like people are like fucking and just right right there right in front of you, and people are like eating their dinner. Like, yep, this is normal, and uh, <laughs> it's, nice. it's it's totally wild. And it's my kind of she party. Gave me, <laughs> it, hey, it's awesome. Like, <laughs> what else? Um, broad daylight, public, you know, kids walking down the street. Wow. I mean, that's, that's awesome. You know, Brazilians, you know, they're, they're good looking people. Like, okay. Um, so yeah, she totally gave me so much shit. She's like, you know, you didn't go to a club or anything? Like, no, I went to a museum. She's like, oh my God. (laughs) So 
I guess it's yeah, but we uh, I've I've always just really enjoyed doing that kind of stuff. So now with a boy, it's like we're kind of doing the same stuff that we would be anyway. Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now it now it gives you a way. pass. It's like you don't have to be going to the science museum. You're just like, oh, I'm tra- you know, it's an educational trip. Yeah, yeah. Wink, wink. I like, yeah. This isn't totally. for me. It's for the kid. <laughs> I used to love it when I was a kid. That was like the highlight. Um, I lived in the Bay Area, and despite its flaws, it did have some pretty amazing museums. And uh, there was one called the Lawrence Hall of Science in Berkeley. Uh, and they had this dinosaur exhibit with the anima- animatronic dinosaurs, and they were huge and true to life size. It was awesome. Like, I will never forget how awesome that was. And I just went, like, I'm like, Mom, we got to go see dinosaurs again. Yes. And I probably went like five or six times just to see these these dinosaurs. It was amazing. The first time I probably was only about like three when I went to see one of those animatronic dinosaur walk through museum things. Yeah. They had one downtown in Kansas City when I was really little. Yeah. And uh, it was in one of like, I don't know if it was in like the presidential, bu- the president building or whatever the hell. One of those skyscrapers downtown. And so then uh, every time we'd go to the city at night, there's one that has kind of almost like a volcano-y looking thing at the top, just as it's designed. And I'd always be like, oh, it's the dinosaur houses. I forever called all the skyscrapers in the city the dinosaur houses. That's so cute. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I can't can't wait to take Riley to stuff like that because I just remember having so much fun. Yeah. That is the two things where kids get just next level up one is doing that kind of stuff with them and they're like they're into it yeah and then you get to like live vicariously through them again you know the ma- a lot of the yeah. magic of it comes back but oh yeah totally also when they can talk to you it's just ridiculous when they start I, talking I... and then they're just like <laughs> you've got this other person who's coming up with ideas and you know figuring you out and you're figuring them out and they can talk to you it's crazy yeah, I can't even imagine. Like, Riley smiled at me the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. he smiled at me. And he made a coo noise. I'm like, oh, my God, he made a new noise. Like, I, I can't imagine being able to talk to him, and he's going to be his own little man. Like, I, it's, I'm just, I'm thrilled. Um, but I'm enjoying every little moment. Like, he's just so precious and so small and sometimes he's angry <laughs> yeah he gets yeah. he gets so mad when he's when he's hungry like he'll do this like furious rooting he's like eh, 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 like yeah. all over my chest and like chill out like yeah. hold on let me whip the boob out like i'm trying i'm going as fast as i can like, <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa that's wild man it's yeah, so cool they can just survive off the tit you know what i mean Dude, for so yeah. long for like the first six months that's all they need it's bizarre. It's so yeah. crazy, dude. That's the one thing that tripped me out, especially the first time. Because it was mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, we still didn't eat nothing new, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really been doing much different. You know, like I'll have like this crazy protein shake that has all my vegetables and crap in it. And um, I don't know. Otherwise, I'm just sort of eating whatever. Um and man, do I overproduce? Like I'm just like fuck. Like, <laughs> it, 
like it's my boob my boobs almost have ears like i'll hear riley crying yeah yeah and then and all of a sudden they just like <laughs> start they just leak everywhere yeah isn't that wild it's weird it just i the body is amazing it's just trippy. being able to give birth like i thought i couldn't do it I'm like there's no fucking way i was thinking like there's no way this kid is gonna come out of this t- tiny i mean how how is this gonna happen like my cervix isn't even how um and he did and it wasn't it wasn't too bad i i didn't i i thought it was a lot better than i anticipated it it wasn't um yeah that's exactly i think i think go on oh i was just gonna say i think i mean i hyperextended my knee one time and i pretty sure that hurt more than birth did yep so yeah that's the part that wilded me out i mean it's it's weird and tough from the man's side of things because that's always just i don't know you guys are such soldiers going through it you know what i mean and i was sort of expecting it would be more traumatic or painful seeming or looking you know what i mean but like in our our first two we might even have been spoiled i don't know but they were just like so simple yeah this one was more complicated and uh we actually had like we never had an oh shit moment at all in the first two yeah whereas for a while there it was like it was like at least a couple full hours of it being like oh damn oh really i don't know if he's even gonna come out or you know yeah at one point at one point we were thinking like that because the when they called a backup midwife over Uh because of the time it was taken i am already really good at just like not panicking and i never do it and i can just kind of mentally prepare i have a lot of like first aid training and like other trauma training to just never allow myself to go into that fully meltdown mode you know sure when shit starts getting real but when they got an extra midwife i wasn't I wasn't even worried, you know what I mean? I was just ready. It's just like And then they started powwowing in the girls room. She's like, "Can I talk to you over here?" And then they started talking privately like off to the side, you know, without Uh-oh. us. And then I was like, "That's the first time I was like, oh shit, they're trying to like figure out how to break it to us that we got to go to the hospital." <laughs> That's what both Lori and I separately yeah. we were thinking to ourselves. Yeah. We both had the same thought, but we didn't say anything to each other. But then they came in and just gave us the plan, you know. She just wanted a new approach and yeah, try a certain to, position yeah. that's not a that's natural good. one to get in. <laughs> yeah, we stretched yeah. her out like a starfish and <laughs> crumpled her up, and then yeah, two pushes in it. But yeah, I, you can explain here. it probably more eloquently than I can. Yeah, what really happened? Oops. Yeah, well, I had a cervical lip, which oh. my midwife said probably happened because of his position oh um and so she ended up having to like reach inside and hold that down while i pushed to be like the only way to get him out and then just to ease the whole thing because i guess he was coming out in a weird position too so she had me like get like sit down yeah stretch out and then i had to pull my knees up to my chin and like (laughs) hey riley and then put my (laughs) chin down and like just push like hell um but yeah two pushes and he was out in that weird weird position 
Yeah, it was. Uh, and I was just so thankful they didn't give up on me because I, yeah, when they pow out, I was like, oh, they're going to suggest something. And yeah. I was thinking my mind did first go to hospital. And then they're just like, well, here's what we're going to try. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah, um, we had a little moment where, because my labor went so fucking fast. Like, really, come on, just stand there. What's the matter? Yeah, I know. Um, it went so fast that um, it, it, my contractions were just kind of squishing his poor little head. Yeah. And his heart rate was lowering. And my doctor's like, okay, well, it's possible we'll need to do a C-section because, you know, his his oxygen levels are going to, you know, his heart rate's low, his oxygen levels are low. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I don't want a C-section. But, um, yeah, it ended up being fine. It's just... I, I, I mean, let's see. I I got into the hospital at seven thirty in the morning, and he was out by five thirty seven. Um, I pushed for forty five minutes, which was good apparently for a first birth. Um, but yeah, all in all, it was actually pretty. It wasn't bad. Like there was a midwife there. Her name was Crystalline, and she was wonderful. Like she was so good and just really attentive. That's awesome. Um, yeah, she was just she was just the nicest nicest girl, and uh, I say girl, she's probably my age, maybe a little younger. I'm not sure, but um, you know, she was like working with me and putting me in different positions and putting my leg up here, and um, so yeah, and he came out and it was okay. So <laughs> this is gonna be a weird question, but like, so you give birth, you got the baby. How weird is it having the umbilical cord like hanging out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're just waiting on that placenta to poop out. Oh my god, that was the most relieving sensation. I'm just like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's out. Oh it's my through. god. Like that was like it was almost like it was almost like taking a nice shit. But yeah. not. Yeah, it was just like, oh, <laughs> such a huge relief. Wow. And uh they showed me the placenta and it's just this weird like red and purple looking thing. My doctor's like, oh, it's a huge placenta. I'm like, thanks, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's like you got no reference. That's the first one yeah. you've ever seen in your life, you know? Yeah. But uh, I didn't save it or anything. I didn't save the cord blood or anything. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I think I should have. But on the other hand, really not. Yeah. I don't know. People haven't been saving cord blood for a really long time and very rarely do you need it so we uh Plus the boy's pretty healthy we just bury ours in the backyard every time <laughs> yeah. put the placenta Aww. under a tree yeah we just put it under a different tree oh that's awesome like it would definitely give it nutrients um see we yeah i mean there's some people that'll eat it and which makes sense like a lot of animals do it for the extra nutrition but i was like nah i don't want to eat an organ yeah. like it's an organ yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I've heard of the just... capsules, people putting it in capsules to eat it. Yeah, um, somebody asked me if I wanted to do that. She had a friend that did it as a business, and I guess they just sort of like freeze dry it and pulverize it and put it into little capsules. I'm like, oh, sorry. Hmm. Right. <laughs> I just put it in the yard. Yeah, that's... Seems... <laughs> yeah. seems low risk, you know. <laughs> Give it back to nature. Yeah, that's like that's cute. I know I won't regret doing this yeah exactly um, um but yeah that that the whole experience was just for me it was very nice i don't know about you um especially with your first one but 
did you get a lot of people saying like oh my god it's gonna like this one random <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of language i'm allowed to have here Any, but anything this one, you want <laughs> okay so this one random cunt comes up to me and she's like how far along are you i'm like uh you know i was told her however long it was yeah she's like she's like it's gonna hurt you know i'm like okay great thank you what like, the fuck <laughs> like Why? it's like just like they want to be so negative or That's you know so i weird. talk to other moms it's so rude it's like it is rude yeah why would you just come up to somebody and tell them something negative and you know tell you, tell you what you get your ass whooped saying something about like right there around here man tell you what yeah good because here it's so yeah it's mean, just so unnecessary they're trauma queens trauma queens. they probably yeah. had a bad experience themselves you know and they just project yeah because oh yeah we have someone in our family that's exactly like that just oh even after i've had my first like oh it was good for you that's so good because it was so terrible for me and then tells the oh, same story yeah. okay the one thing that i did notice a lot of though in our case was just like people being really wowed out or freaked out or somehow nervous of like the whole home birth thing you know yeah that that is the only part where we kind of got bad reactions yeah yeah and I then, am you know, people very would... impressed with you guys doing that because I was considering it and I said to myself, self, go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, I, um, I wanted to, but damn. It's... And you guys were so inspiring. And that picture where John was just born and your two daughters are sitting there and you're all like this little happy family was yeah. just the sweetest, <laughs> cutest, wonderful little photo I've ever seen. It is so sweet. I love my that husband's photo. Like, it's so great. Uh, our, oh, it's so sweet. Our midwife and my husband's took like, did that. you see that photo? It's so cute. I'm just like, I know. It's so great. That photo yeah. to me is hilarious too because oh yeah, our midwife took it and then she put it on her Instagram too. Yeah. And so it's up there on the Instagram. And you can't really tell, but like we have a few of our pic like our artsy nudist pictures at the back on the on bed the on the <laughs> bed mantle. And so like there's a photo of all of us sitting there at the bed. And of course, I mean Lorian's naked, she just gave birth. But then there's a picture yeah. of her like <laughs> topless behind her, like in the background. Yeah, you just see boobs. Because my head's cut off. Uh, It's cropped out. It's just boobs in the background. (laughs) And it it never got taken down on Instagram, but it's just like a small, it's just a small account, you know? So I just, every once in a while, I check and like chuckle and just be like, yeah, where are you getting away with one? It's still. Oh, that's awesome. It's still up. That's so so. funny. It's pretty great. Oh, that's perfect. But yeah, that was was just so nice. Hold on, Riley Bean. I'll just get to stay like right there. There you go. Good job. You got it. I mean that having him out is just such a relief that it just wipes out all of like the fear and dread and uncertainty that was just moments before like starting to gnaw away your gut. You know. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Like I said, the first two we never had any of that because we just there was just no time to have any of that with the first two. Yeah, they just yeah. It out. sounds like they were pretty fast. Especially burst, the very first one. The very first one was astounding to me. Yeah, I think most of it was just because you went through most of your labor just by was... yourself, kind of walking back and forth, and you know, you'd hang on my arm and different things. 
Yeah. Well, at first you tried to hang on the towel rack. Oh, I but... broke the towel rack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just no. pulled it right <laughs> off the wall because I it's... wasn't thinking. My first like intense contraction came, and I just grabbed yeah. it and squatted and was like trying to stretch out, and then I just pulled it off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, uh, it's designed to hold towels. Yeah. I wasn't thinking, man. I was just in the zone. Definitely. In the getting the baby out of my body zone. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, with that first one. I was like, okay, it's getting pretty intense. I guess I'll call Cheryl now. And our midwife showed up and she's like, can I check you? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, her head is right there. Just push. And I was like, oh, oh awesome. Oh, shit. That's And crazy. then Rayla was born and I was just giggling like the whole time. <laughs> it was, it was ridiculous. just awesome. It was the bomb.com. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Did your water break first or did it like break during labor? It broke during labor. Okay. Oh, wait, no. No, I was in the tub when it broke, so it was, like, yeah, before the contractions really ramped up, and I was just yeah. kind of, like, doing cat stretches in the bathtub, and then my water broke, and I was like, oh, yeah, I was in the tub. That's a great place oh, for my water to break. perfect place for the water to break, <laughs> just in the bathtub. Yeah. Second baby you managed to do the pre-labor water breaking in the bathtub also. John oh, wow. did not get lucky. <laughs> And then I made Spence mad. I wasn't (laughs) mad. I was just... (laughs) Like, the water... Okay, so the water broke, and I'm like, oh, okay, the water broke, yeah. (laughs) And she's on, like, a... I was laying on the bed. (laughs) Well, she was on... Yeah, she was on the bed in my spot, which I was just like, oh, okay, well... (laughs) All right, let's start to, like, mop this up. That's cool, the water broke and stuff. And then she's standing up, because on the floor we've got a... A tarp The picnic blank, you know, like, the picnic tablecloth upside down yeah or an upside down tablecloth i don't know what the hell i'm trying to say but uh anyway she's standing on it and then she just keeps like letting rip it's like dude the puddle <laughs> that i found her in in the bed like she's sitting in a pool of water on the bed wow already and i'm like all right let's get it cleaned up i'm like it's okay that you did that on my <laughs> side and all of that that's fine <laughs> and then she just starts letting cannon loose on this the floor like right Niagara there falls it just kept coming like, oh <laughs> it was like, i just had to grab the trash can and i'm yeah, like stand just over hover bucket. over this man like <laughs> you know it, it felt like my water funny. broke like three or four times i mean it's like it i understand weird. you're not you're not urinating right now but like there's you could still just hit the toilets like four steps that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> she was just so in the zone of like you know it's just funny looking back. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm glad you think it's funny now. Yeah. I thought it was funny during. I was laughing at you because you were getting mad. That's probably contributed to why I just like, stood there. I was... I was just like getting into cleaning it up mode. And then you just kept on like, it was just like, gosh. And then I'm like, all right. But, and then you're like, gosh. You just kept going. I was like, this has got to stop. Yeah. It's got to stop. Oh it can just go in a bucket or somewhere where. <laughs> There's only so much I can contain on the on the um, the, the tarp on the floor. Thingy, yeah, yeah. The tape oh my god, that is so funny. Oh man, it was. That is so funny. It was funny. Yeah, when my water broke, I'd just woken up and it was like 7:30 in the morning. You know, I'd slept in. I'm totally just you know groggy, and my husband had just finished getting ready to go to work. And uh, at first, I'm like, oh, god damn it, I peed myself. How could I pee myself? Crazy, you know and so i get up and i use the bathroom and it's like and i'm like and i'm peeing without 
peeing. Like, okay, yeah. how is this happening? Like, I don't feel this. And then I'm walking around like, okay, I better take a shower. And I start getting cramps. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, my water broke. Like, it took me a while. Because <laughs> it was like <laughs> sort of this trickle. And it hit me like, oh, that's my water breaking. Got it. And uh, my husband was going out the door. And I'm like, Brandon, my water broke. He's like, oh, what should I do? I'm like, well, <laughs> you cannot go to work. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> And I just took a shower, and then we were, like, chilling, and we watched an episode of, I don't remember. And uh, by the time it was 10, I'm like, yeah, it's time to go to the hospital now. And, uh, yeah, so we went to the hospital. I got checked in at 1030. My doctor, my OB was there, actually, so it was really nice to see her. I like her a lot. Cool. And uh, she was like, oh, wow, you caught me on, caught me on a good day. And, um, yeah, it was... It was it was nice. They actually had to interrupt her with another patient because apparently she 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 thought I was gonna be pushing for like three hours and then you know half hour in the kid's already crowning and uh, nice. <laughs> the midwife's like, okay, I gotta get Doctor Duhamel like right now, <laughs> and uh, she's like, she runs in, she puts on her face shield, she goes, yeah, you got this just in case you spray him. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, this is intense, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> and sure enough, I did. It was like it was pretty crazy. It was like a, like a metal music video. Like, wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Like, yeah, it was it was crazy. I felt I felt pretty. Uh, I felt pretty. I know women always say this is probably a pretty cliched thing to say, but I felt super empowered. Like, yeah, this is awesome. I just gave birth. Yeah, it's <laughs> epic. <laughs> It is, a, it, it is, you know, and I feel almost, I mean, yeah, it was, it was painful, but not bad painful. I'm not yeah, really sure how. I was, uh, I meant to say that earlier. I was excited to hear you say that because uh, that was one of my takeaways from my first birth. I was like, man, my imagination is so much crazier than reality. Like the level oh, yeah. of intensity pain I was prepping myself for, it was just totally different than I expected. And I just describe it to other moms as like uncomfortable. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's more of yeah, an uncomfortable, uncomfortable pain. It reminds me of my period a lot, or like being constipated. Oh yeah, <laughs> like one time, one time after I had some surgery done, and I made the mistake of eating hamburgers. So like, don't eat hamburgers. I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna eat a hamburger. I really want a hamburger. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I kept eating stuff. So like, you should really be careful. Don't do that. And uh, why it's gonna happen you know and they're like well you know like i said you're gonna get constipated I'm like ah constipated sure enough i was constipated <sighs> for like two weeks um Damn. and then finally i was like i'm gonna eat prunes i'm gonna take this laxative like i can't take this anymore boy <laughs> <laughs> that night was a rough night oh, geez, <laughs> it, it, it reminded i was like when i was in labor i'm like oh yeah this is a little like that <laughs> <laughs> But it was like it was so horrible. Like I wadded up a towel and just like hugged it, and like I felt the, not not the labor, but actually it was probably this this incident was probably a little worse. Yeah. Come to think of it, because like I went dead cold. Like I could feel I just like got pallor, mm -hmm. and and then I got sweaty, and it was almost like I, I almost I felt like I was gonna pass out. It was so bad, and. uh I'm just like hugging the towel and I'm crying. I'm like ugly crying. <laughs> yeah. That was 
yeah come to think of it that was worse than birth like birth was fine that was bad yeah the birth has this big ass oxytocin reward like at the end whereas that one not so much yeah like emergency poopies (laughs) 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 oh no that was that was intense that was not good i'm like i should have i should have listened to my surgeon i'm kind of stubborn i guess so that that taught me <laughs> yeah no I, I had to take off work the next day like oh damn <laughs> like i can't i can't go to work <laughs> so bad oh, fuck. oh yeah that was that was hard but yeah so anyway so birth yeah at the hospital did they have any like uh covid cautions or things you had to do or oh yes they took a covid test they're like sorry we're gonna take your covid test i'm like great and i stuck this thing up my nose and they're they were really nice about it they're like we're really sorry like oh man i'm already in labor why you do this but um it was my midwife that did it and she was like really nice and did it really quickly and she's like kept apologizing she's like no i know this sucks we have to do it like it's cool you know, and it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Like I was just sticking up my nose. So, so well, the nose thing is that is that the PCR? Is that how they do a PCR? Or um, was it the I rapid whatever? I think it was the rapid one because PCR just it takes a while. Right. So it it take an hour, and they came back immediately with the results. Like you don't have gotcha. COVID. Hey. So. Woohoo! Well, that's good at least. Yeah. So. <laughs> they tell. Ah, oh, that's so weird, man. Yeah, that like, wasn't a very pleasant thing, but you know, honestly though. Hey little bean, what's the matter? Hi. Um I yeah. That that sucked during COVID because my husband couldn't go with me to any of my appointments. Yeah, he couldn't see was... the he couldn't see the ultrasound. Aww. Yeah, that was really sad. That's, I really wanted to yeah. and I was like that's, it that's is messed not, up. That's not even right, man. Well, like what what's gonna happen like my husband and i live with each other like well you know we want to reduce the whole... amount of traffic it's like this is stupid the, yeah a lot of these measures that were taken and in, in the name of really anything we're just like a little kid could tell you that it's not gonna help anything yeah no i, I it, but, i'm uh... really surprised at the level of misunderstanding and how disease you know transfer works sure, yeah I mean, even amongst, like, the doctor, my doctor, she, um, I have a um, general practitioner, and he's kind of, like, with me, like, yeah, I, I don't understand. He said, these these precautions are completely out of our control. It's just, you know, California hospitals, they want us, or California government wants, you know, the hospitals to do it this way, and it's it's just really dumb. I said, yeah, you know. And uh, my doctor's pretty pretty cool, actually, because he called me on his day off, and we talked a lot about the vaccines. He's like, I'm not getting in line first. I'm not first in line. I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm right with, there with you. Like, right. There's no way. And he, he's, you know, because of what I do, like, he's he's very he's very good about, like, giving me um, articles and stuff, like, published articles, like, scientific articles and stuff. And, yeah, he's he's a really, really cool guy, but... Um, I was telling him like, you know, if I have to get the vaccine, if I absolutely have to, or, you know, they'll light me up and shoot me. Like who knows? Um, I definitely at least go with the Johnson and Johnson, or there's this new one called Novavax, which uses the same. They're both, they both use old technology for 
you know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, totally, that's fine. I don't think it's necessary. Um, but this whole mRNA bullshit, it's just like, there's no reason why these huge ass companies should be testing on the public with yeah. an unapproved vaccine during a pandemic. They're advantageous assholes. I don't like it. Very opportunistic. I just do not yeah. like it. Yeah. So, you know, they were like, oh, they're afraid. Yes, let's make them want the vaccine. Oh, yeah. it's wild. They, like, did a double combo of, like, fear and political statement, you know? Yeah, so politics like, should never have been involved at some all. Some people just, do That it. was the biggest. Oh, I mean, it's just crazy. It's like, dude, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a partisan at all, so I'm just like. I don't like being compelled just to do any any given thing, you know. I'm I'm with you. I'm even I'm... like I pay taxes because they make you pay taxes, you know. But I resent that too, like like. Oh yeah, I totally my, do too. My income should not be taxed at all. Like I don't. If if I could figure out a way to get away with not paying taxes, I would do it. But I just don't think there's oh, for like, sure. a way. Yeah, I mean taxes were supposed to be a temporary thing and then of course the uh, assholes yeah. kept it so, so were masks so was you know the two weeks of being at home from work and a lot yeah. of shit so they, was they our they gas always, tax in California <laughs> they only, only bring it in on a temporary basis but then can never kill it once it's in play yeah they so and then people don't hold anybody accountable it's weird like liberals tend to deify their their leaders it's like oh my god it's it's insane but i'm with you where there should have been no political parties to begin with there should have been nothing yeah, like yeah. even the forefathers were like okay yeah. so we're not gonna have political parties right and they're like no we're not gonna have them <laughs> oh man but just the whole power struggle like there's always gonna be if there's a power structure there's also a power struggle oh yeah it's like that human nature type of thing yeah so i guess that's why there <laughs> Like people are like super pro communist or whatever. They're like, no, you know, if it's executed correctly, I'm like, okay, so you're missing one crucial factor, which is the human equation. You're not going to have, you know, people, people, it's just an animalistic thing. People, you know, there's certain types of people who want power and, you know, they, they want to be the alphas or whatever. And we're no different. We're just animals yep. that are fancier. We're like, we've got a bunch of shit we're animals with a bunch of shit <laughs> and uh with complex language but i mean we're still guided by your natural instincts sorry to say so yeah um anywho so babies <laughs> kind of went <laughs> off the rails here sorry oh man this is the it's the it's wild what we've had to like put up with and i'm just glad that we get the babies to kind of get us through yeah. this because that's another thing that i've had uh i think i've had less pushback and social pressure on me just because i'm out with my really young children you know oh yeah and people for sure. find it like... harder to get in your face or tell you what to do or um uh, and it's also kind of staring you in the face like the obvious stupidity of it from someone oh, yeah. even going to walk up to you and your little kids and tell you to put like masks on everyone because my kids didn't wear a mask and they're not going to. Yeah, there's I, no. You know, point. I did to you know, get a gallon of milk and get out, or you know, this and that at certain places when I didn't want to fight at the peak of the stuff. But for the most oh, part, it makes yeah, it makes me so upset because kids should not have to wear. Okay, so first of all, the enzyme 
that the virus uses as a mechanism of entry into your body is there's fewer there's less of it in children because they're smaller it's called the ace2 enzyme and that's basically responsible for regulating blood volume and oxygen it's just it doesn't matter but basically because children are small they don't need as much of it because they've got less blood their rest you know the cardiovascular system is you know smaller than ours um so adults have more of it but I mean, this is all this is all still speculation. There's scientists aren't 100, percent but that's my under that's my take that that's my take of it. You know, going through the research and everything. Um, but anyway, you know, there's been very very rarely do you hear of a child getting COVID, and I heard like one ch- baby died from COVID somewhere in the Ukraine or something, and I'm like. Bullshit. Yeah, that's that child like... died from something else. Yeah, like that, no there's no way it was fucking COVID, you idiots. Like it's just the whole work. Yeah, it's just to me. To me, it feels like child abuse. Like yeah, sticking definitely. these masks on these poor kids, no and doubt. then they don't get to see their friends. Like developmentally, well, and, it, and it fucks with their psyche that... too. They're trying to. They're yes. trying to. They're trying to put this stupid ass political war and culture war into our kids oh, yeah. too, and. You know, kids just need to be kids. Kids don't need to be getting into this bullshit at all. No, um, and they're using these poor children to, you know, they're like, oh, you know, whatever stupid, you know, agenda that they have and they're pushing on these poor kids. Yep. It's just, just like, leave them alone. Like, let them play make-believe and, you know, because, yeah, you know, one of the most crucial parts of development in children is social development. And taking a whole year away from them, I mean, can be a really big deal, especially if you're like, like three to four years old is such a huge yep. leap in development. Yeah. Four to five, you know, you know, from four to five years old, they start, they start, you know, uh, thinking about the future. They start, you know, really analyzing things and situations and figuring out right and wrong. I mean, that's a, that's a huge step. Yep. Um, and the fact that, this whole thing where you're isolating all these children from one another, God, I can't imagine the damage. Um, maybe I'm over. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe maybe it's not as bad as I think it is. But um, no, I think it's I think it's a huge crisis that we'll not feel the effects of until years down the line when it's like too late and the damage sure. has already been done. Phone boy mentioned in the yeah. chat he was at Costco earlier. There was a family walking around and the parents weren't wearing masks, but the kids were. And that the kids the were maybe six to eight. That's what he said. What the actual fuck? Um, I've seen that actually. Now that he points it out, I've seen it here around here too. Where like I've seen that once in a while. There will yeah. be a family in Walmart or family walking around, and like the kids, the littlest kids, still have the mask on. And it's almost like the mask is cool, and it has like a unicorn on it, and like you know, it's like the it's like the fidget spinner of this year in a certain sense, yeah. like. Yeah. The little kids are like, no, I gotta have my mask on. It's cool, and they also have the fear propaganda. You know, I don't well, know, they man. This the like shit out of these poor kids. Like, your grandpa's gonna yep. die. Oh yeah. Like, are you kidding me? It's so Stop unhinged. It. It's just totally unhinged. And, and I mean, uh, that was what sealed the deal for me because, like, we we're in the inner city in a, frankly, a dog shit school district, and. Uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of figuring out like what are we going to do what's our solution to this what's 
But then after this whole COVID thing and all of the different schools, like all of their approaches, I'm like, nah, we got to do it here. We're going to just do it, you know? Like, yeah, I just can't uh, send my kid into this fucking I, <laughs> communism I, I right indoctrination, man. Like, yeah. I'm not going right to. with you. I can't have it. I just can't have it, man. I just can't. If, if they fix the schools, and that's how I feel about voting, too. Like, if they fix the voting mm-hmm. system then I'll vote again until then fuck it. And if they fix the schools, man, maybe we can play around with it. But until then, fuck it. I'll do everything I need to do myself because I'm so sick of being burned by these fucking systems. You know? Oh yeah. I'm right there with you. Too much money for a dog shit product. Oh, for sure. And I mean, we're paying all this taxes just to indoctrinate our children. It's like, okay, can we just, teach like why why do we i remember i mean yeah i grew up in the bay area so that kind of obviously <laughs> they're they kind of brainwash their kids there but sure i mean they would say shit like you know uh like um until the baby's born it's basically just a cancer when you're pregnant oh yeah and the, a psych mm-hmm. teacher say that the, and mm-hmm. um, i hate it it just always like gives me shivers anytime somebody refers to even in comedy, it refers to like the the fetus as a parasite. I'm like, that makes me mad. It's just I actually bad yelled at science, my boss man. Like, he, yeah, I'm like, it's a symbiote. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, it's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> like my boss, my boss is like, how's the little parasite? I'm like, okay, fuck you. <laughs> We're cool oh, like that, I guess. But anyway, mm-hmm. I just like I did not like it when people said that. I'm like, I, look, it's my child, and I'm choosing yeah. to do this. You know, like a parasite, first of all, is if we're going to be semantic here, like a parasite is actually of a different species, number one. And number two, it's an, uh, there's no, there's no like mutual benefit. Like the parasite just, um, takes, takes your essence away. Whereas, you know, when you're pregnant with a child it's a it's a two-way street like you yeah. chose to have it whereas right. parasite you don't have a choice well and it's so. also a reproduction of you it's a continuation of you it's you staying alive via your dna you know in a biological sense so it's like yeah and if people are that like, resentful of having a child and being pregnant and everything it's like okay then why do it and yeah, if you're so yeah. resentful I'm just, I'm tired of these people are like, oh, you know, my kids sometimes just like hate my kids, you know, it's like, okay, so could you imagine? Yeah, I mean, you hate your kids, you hate, you hate yourself, that. you know? Yeah. And yep. that, that's always the core problem with a lot of the pregnant women hate and the different things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, just, there's just a very negative culture these days around child rearing. It's like, you know, um, everyone had to uh, also do that you know like if you resent the act of or the you know the, the birth itself then you resent your existence i agree and you uh, know and it's not everything is like sunshine and lollipops and every you know like yeah. there's got to be pain in your life and mm-hmm. sometimes pain pain is good you need to have that in order to recognize you know joy you have yep. to have those two things in your life you know it's like a very buddhist thing absolutely you have to be comfortable and accepting that life is can be painful and that's okay yep it's not it's you shouldn't avoid it we're very um we're a culture of avoidance like everything has to be you know you have to use drugs all the time and right is it you know like alcohol i very much enjoy alcohol but some people use it as you know 
they're not really enjoying it. They're using it as a way to cover something up, which sure. is understandable. Like it's common, but that's just how our culture is. It's like, instead of like facing pain, figuring out how to cope, it's avoidance. Yeah. So with treating, children, treating symptoms you know, instead of problems. Yeah. And with children, yes, you sacrifice a lot. You know, your, your body goes through a lot when you're pregnant. Um, like <laughs> my first trimester, it was really, really, really brutal. I was sick all day long around the clock, puking, puking, puking. Um, I remember like we got this new scientist and I'm training her and, um, we work with cells. We work with cancer cells and, um, there's, there's one, one of the processes, um, spinning them down into a little pellet in a tube to, uh, um, anyway, so it looks just like this, like white snot at the bottom of this tube. And it made me so sick. I'm like, this is disgusting. Why did I, why did I get into this type of career? I was so sick. And so like I handed the tube over to the new scientist. I was like, can you hold this please? She's like, okay. <laughs> I go and like throw up and, uh, I came back. I'm like, okay, let's keep going. You know, she's like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm pregnant. She's like, oh, congratulations. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then my migraines came back with a vengeance. Like they were the worst migraines I'd ever had. Um, cause I get them, I get them chronically anyway, but for some reason they were just really bad at the first trimester. So that was, that was way worse than birth. That was way worse than any part of the pregnancy was that first trimester just being so, so sick. Um, but like I said, like, that's just, it's worth it though. Like now I've got my little baby, I'm holding him here and yeah, he's super cute and he's got his fingers in his mouth and <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. And I, I, I think about, you know, him being an adult and i just want him to be a good person yeah definitely so it's just a tiny little itty bitty amount of pain you know waking up like our sleep hasn't been super great like we get a little here a little there yeah um but you know we've we've got a system now and he's he slept for like five hours straight the other day nice Um, so that was that was new, and he wasn't like super hungry when he got up. So, but I fed him a lot right beforehand. So, and let me tell you, lay down nursing, like, is the best thing in the world. Hell yeah! <laughs> like I just, <laughs> I'm just like, wow. I, because before it was like, I was just new at breastfeeding. I had no idea how to get him on there, and then now I'm a pro. Like I have him on my boob, and I'm like walking around like vacuuming, <laughs> like nice. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Lorian will but... just have him going like literally wherever. Just not even a thought. Yeah. Walking through thrift stores. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Walking wherever. Baby's got to eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you can't stop that. Um, yeah, I was out at a, like, a car show with, with him. And I'm like, oh, kids got to eat. So, like, I went off under a tree, which was nearby, and it just, like, whoop. It was so convenient. Way, I don't know how people formula feed because, um, I mean, of course, if you have to, that's different, but some people sure. choose to do that. Right. Yeah. And it's so inconvenient. I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah. like, man. That is a weird thing that people cite convenience for it, but it's like, what could be more convenient than whipping the boob out? And it's free. Like, you don't have to prep it. I think prepping is just pain, you know? Yeah. I mean, and like, 
formula is so expensive. Like it's yeah. behind a glass case where I'm living. Like what? Wow. How is it this? It's like $128 for like three cans or something crazy like that. I'm like what the fuck? That's insane. That's like four cans. Yeah. Like $128. Like and those four cans will last you probably the month. Like that's a lot Dang. of money. I keep telling Lorian, dude, she's got to be like pumping and selling surplus, man. We could have like a, we could make a murder killing. They actually do that. Um, you can like freeze your breast milk and donate it or sell it. Um, I've I've seen this somewhere. I don't remember where, but they're like, yeah, sell gotta, your breast milk. Got a half pint of the good shit. <laughs> yeah. I tried some of mine. It's actually sweet. It's, it's sweet. Yep. sweet. It's like uh, it's like the only descriptor. It's like sweet, and there's not really much going on, but it is sweet. Yeah, it's very subtle. Like it's a nice, it's a nice flavor. I keep offering it to Brandon. He's like, no. I guess, I guess like his <laughs> aunt gave him breast milk one time. Oh yeah. Uh, when he was younger, and uh, she kind of like was weird and. Yeah, that sounds different yeah yeah like it was just like in a bottle like she just pumped and she was like here try some and gave him like a cup and uh he drank some he's like oh my god it's the grossest thing ever I'm like no mine's great mine, mine tastes great try yeah it. it's like no <laughs> so now i tease him that's funny riley likes it and that's all that matters every every you gotta try it once while it's around man yeah you gotta i mean it's eventually you know curiosity Eventually the tap turns off and then you're going to be like, ah, shit, I should have tried some. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Um, I, I don't know if this is your experience, but if I eat something spicy, he gets pissed. Huh. Like, he'll, he'll be like, he doesn't, I'm just like, no, kid, you got to eat. We're in Southern California. Like, you got <laughs> spicy. I mean, our Mexican population is pretty big and there's a lot of spicy food and you're just going to have to accept that you're going to be eating a lot of spicy food here. And, uh, he, yeah, he's, he's not into the spicy. Not taken to it, huh? Our kids yeah, were but... fine with spicy stuff, like, yeah. at least eating it, you know, from a very early age. Yeah, so far, yeah. nothing to seem to mess with, uh, John taking my breast milk. I'm trying to think if, I don't remember the girls ever fussing over it either. I mean, I remember you started liking spicy foods during your first pregnancy. A yeah. Lot, a lot more than you had previously. And oh, then ever since then, you've been kind of like... I just love spice now. But before, like I was spicified. a bland eater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I... I put, I put the spice in I it. got such <laughs> bad heartburn. Like, I had to start taking some stuff for my heartburn. Oh, and... yeah. I get that. I get that really bad. Oh, yeah. So that's I feel not, your, I feel that's not fun. Oh, man, yeah. I got well, this, like, special uh, proton pump inhibitor stuff and it works wonders it's really wonderful but like i would eat i would eat oatmeal and i get heartburn like i'm just like what the fuck is wrong with my stupid stuff but yeah i uh i can't remember the name because i'm but a simple retard but (laughs) like the top sphincter of your stomach i feel like that's my problem is up there like it It could just be like a spasm or something like i guess some people get sphincter spasms and their esophageal sphincter or whatever man sometimes um, I'll, sometimes i'll be laying in bed and then i'll wake up at like 3 a.m because it's like creeping up oh that's like, not Boom! a good sensation no oh no that sucks 
Yeah, I took way too many Tums. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah. if that's healthy. But... They had all those commercials for retinidine or whatever the hell it was. Oh, yeah, ranitidine. Mm-hmm. Ren- yeah. They did like, like a big cancer recall on it. Ooh. Which sucked because like, that was my deal. That was my go-to. That was like the Zantac, I guess, was the main brand of it or something. But... Or Zyrtec. Oh. Something Interesting. Like that. I caused cancer, huh? Retinidine. I, I think it wasn't the the drug itself, but it was the uh, method in which they were. Um, it was like their source for it or something. I oh, don't know. it was really weird. sketchy. Really sketchy. Imagine yeah, you know, a pharmaceutical it's just like scam, even... over the counter pharmaceutical scam. Turns out sketchy. Well, I'll tell you, like, just being in the industry too, and you know, all the loopholes and the bullshit that I had to go through with the FDA. Dealing with the FDA, by the way, is just so annoying. They suck. They <laughs> it sounds suck. like a pain in the head. Oh my God, they're so freaking uh, slow. And they're federal like, agency. Yeah. It's like, you could have done this before. Like, oh, actually, we need this form. Like, oh, were you uh, going to tell me this <laughs> at some point? Ugh. Anyway, but that being said, like even something as benign as heartburn medication has been causing people issues yeah and then people are curious they're wondering why i'm nervous about this like brand new vaccine i know (laughs) it's that that part has really tripped me out how many people are just like like the number of indifferent people who just get it it's like if you're indifferent then why would you actually go and get it you know like yeah yeah, they're like, it just, oh, it's it not totally that big a deal. I went and got it. Like, uh, yeah, why? Why take the risk, man? Yeah, but I that's mean, the thing in five, that they 10 see. Ten years, if nothing happens. It's like, okay, yeah, mRNA is a great method of whatever. But like, anytime you start messing around genetic material, I mean, did Jurassic Park teach anybody <laughs> nothing? Like, <laughs> like uh... it's like. Yeah, it does this one thing, but now they're changing their own genders. Like, oh shit! Like, what is what is this mRNA going to do? You're messing around with genetic material um, that's been manufactured by people who are who make mistakes. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. not. Oh, it makes me so nervous. I just don't. I just don't like it. Yeah, Again, it seems like a big gamble for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean the adenovirus method, great, tried and true done over and over again you know and then the other one the novavax is uh what is it again oh they do a recombinant protein um and like i said it's like it's been used forever it's approved method of um you know it's an approved technology it's been used for a really long time great (sighs) so yeah i don't know it just makes me nervous and then people like well you know follow the science like no follow the science That's no what I'm doing, man. I'm I'm following the method of inquiry known as scientific uh, <laughs> scientific yeah. reason. That's one thing I'm really I'm really going to try to teach my child is you know and any other future children that I have is okay. Just because science, I mean, yes, yeah, science is is in its nature basically there because you don't actually know how something works. Once you know how something works, it becomes a law. If, for instance, the law of gravity. Right. You don't need to do any more science with that because it's done. Like, we're good. We know. <laughs> um, everything else that's still being studied, it's being studied and researched because we don't know everything about it. 
So, you know, the things, the few things that we apparently quote unquote found out about, it's like, oh, that's just because of this. And actually in these other circumstances, you know, it's whatever. So I just, I just want to make sure my child knows that first of all, science shouldn't be a cult. Right. It's become this like, it's become like the new religion. Like it is. Oh, it's, it's science. It's totally dogmatic, but then the dogmas can just shift. And the, all the oh, all sure. the follow the science crowd, they don't actually follow science. They just point to government spokespeople. You know, they're following. Yeah. They're following government spokespeople and partisan political propaganda, and they're yeah, calling because, it science. Yeah, because oh, they don't gain any benefit from uh, getting these vaccines, um, and you know getting a fuck ton of money for them. Like, Oh no, there's no benefit to the government to scare the shattered people and get these vaccines out. There's no, no benefit at all whatsoever. Right. When you see like Um, mainstream headlines that say like, Oh, it's dangerous to do your own research. Like we definitely, (laughs) one of the worst things you could do is doing your own research. Like that's when you're, that's when you think, Oh, they just can't, they can't afford for the slaves to be finding shit out on their own, you know? Oh no. And, you know, a big problem, too, within the scientific community is, like, somebody like me, which is kind of why I'm sort of thinking maybe I should do something else, like freelance work. Like, after this whole COVID thing, I was very um, dissuaded to going back and doing bench work anymore. Because they will, if there's a consensus amongst, like, the elite scientists who basically just want money... They, they they do science and they cut corners and all kinds of shit because they want to get published and they want to get their stocks and they want to get their um they, yeah they want to get their government grants and all that crap and if they don't go along with what the government wants them to say then they don't get their grants right so then you're forced into this consensus which is not science it's just everybody this is what we're doing and this is what we're going to believe now because that's just what that's how it's going to be so shut up yeah. And if anybody says, well, actually, this doesn't make sense because of, you know, ABC, they're like, nope. And, you know, you don't get hired, you get excommunicated yeah. from the scientific community. Like, there's just all kinds of backlash that a scientist can go through yeah, because they out say, of the cult of science. It is. It's a huge cult. And it's not only that, it's it's become a big look at me thing. Like, yeah. scientists want the recognition and they want you know it's not science anymore it's more of like a big cock sword fighting yeah session like it's it's i don't know i i became very disillusioned like you know you go into the science world you know come out of college like yeah you know bright-eyed bushy-tailed like i'm gonna science and i'm so happy (laughs) after a few years living your dream oh man yeah it's just it sucks just because it it feels at this time that like every facet of our society has been taken over by this sort of global corruption scheme and so you either like play along and are feeding fat or you don't play along and you're slowly like pruned out of having any kind of voice or getting rewarded or going anywhere yeah and it's uncomfortable it's almost I almost would rather just be a little plebe and not you know just like just ignorance is bliss right no shit i'm just gonna go along with everything yeah but um you know i just i can't do that yeah 
who knows but with my boy and our children i just really hope um i don't know i think our kids are gonna save our asses yeah you know our generation they're gonna they've got to at least they're gonna be the ones (laughs) for sure i really do think so because that ends up happening you know after a crisis event sure the next generation like i i they're gonna be our saviors like they're gonna i don't know i i really do think so so i agree with you that's the case i I better make sure that you know i just want riley to be a good person you know he doesn't he doesn't have to be super smart i'd like that but he doesn't have to be um he doesn't have to be anything but a good person just exactly have those moral values and you know the more exposure to good people i can get you know the better like just seeing the example of um you know and people who think critically and people who you know because a lot of the times you have a lot of i i could i couldn't believe the amount of mean motherfuckers that just like came out of the woodworks because of this crisis like they were just so mean and so selfish it is like with the toilet paper thing like yep. I just couldn't believe it. I lost so much faith in humanity. Oh, like yeah. they it's were very, so selfish. Just cattle mentality, man. Oh my god. I was just so shocked. Like I had no idea that people were like this. And then the mask shaming thing. And it's like you were saying with your kids, like, you know, nobody's gonna mess with you with your kids. And uh, you know, when I was pregnant, you know, especially when I was really big, yep. I wouldn't wear my mask and you know, people would like kinda give me like sympathetic glances. Yeah. You know, but not like you know, not like the righteously indignant, like huffy, whatever that they'd usually give me before, before I was pregnant. It was like but, a few months into the mask thing, and we did a meetup, and uh, this couple from uh, from Wichita, I want to say, yep, was mm-hmm. out there, and uh, <clears throat> the guy he was like, yeah, we just, I have my bandana here, and I just don't pull it up unless people ask me to, and then I do, you know. But, like, mm-hmm. I just default with it down. And if no one says anything, then fuck it. And yeah. I started doing that. And I was surprised. It was like most places just won't even. Most places were done messing with it, like, toward the end of last year. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then when yeah, they did the uh, when they did the CDC thing, uh, mm-hmm. then it, w- it was over. And the mayor did it. Like, the mayor rescinded the, the mask mandate the same day. Or Wow. That's awesome. And it was just fucking over overnight so there's still people that wear masks but nobody asks you don't see guards at the door anymore you don't uh ever hear about it nobody says peep yeah that's great because here um people i mean we obviously have a lot of left-leaning sure type of individuals and they would get in your face like they would scream at you Mm. it's like okay so number one you're in my face with the mask. You realize that That's some of those so particulates are going to be ignorant. like, they don't think about that. Like, no, Cause it's not about it's, that for them. Like that's, it's so plainly obvious in this crisis that these steps that are taken and the reactions that people have are not, they're phony. It's all, it's all a false premise because if it was really sure. this fucking virus that you were worried about, and if you're really all worried about my putting you in danger then you would be like shocked and running the opposite direction of me but no it's just oh, a, sure. it's just an opportunity for you to fucking have this phony moral grandstand and like exactly publicly display how better you are than everybody else go fuck exactly. yourself on that shit oh yeah it's that's exactly what it is um 
And I mean, we've had people like completely uh, make a big point about going around us, you know, with their masks on outside. And I'm like, and I just like, sometimes I can't help myself. I'm just like, I get so angry. I'm like, you guys, you can't transmit disease outside. (laughs) You can't do it. Like, Oh, you know, you just, you know, being irresponsible. It's like, oh my God, you guys are so stupid. You can't, there's been no, absolutely no um, studies that have proven that there's outside disease transmission. Like it all happens inside. Shut up. So, I mean, even now I still see people like wearing their masks alone in their car. It's like, oh my God, Mm. are you fucking kidding me right now? Stop it. But Brando's got what plants cry. Brando's got electrolytes. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah it's fucking so wild, i think man. it's fucking it wild. is it is like a big iq test like yeah i think it was like scott adams that said like yeah it's like an iq test or whatever i'm like yeah it totally is it's wild um, it, it really brings that npc meme back to the forefront of my mind too just like how many people because because sure. either you're in control of your life and that means you're making your own decisions you're shaping your own philosophy and hopefully have been most of your adult life if not most of your whole life Mm -hmm. and uh you know if something happens tomorrow you're going to analyze it and respond to it but it seems to be there's just a bunch of people who don't do any of that shit they just wait for what everybody's doing or what everybody's been told to do and they just immediately change to that and then that's what they're doing now they got no seems like they have no rock to stand on you know you know i think a lot of that has I think it's a result of being n- nannied and sure it's, it's going back to that whole avoidance of pain thing. Um, because if you think about it, like, especially California, I always think of it as this big womb where everybody's super conscientious of, you know, their gender identity mm-hmm. and everything's gotta be super nice all the time. And, uh, it's just not life, you know? Um, right. And I think that over that hyper focus on always wanting to be comfortable has really detrimented uh, society as a whole. Because as soon as a little disease comes by, like this was not a big fucking deal. The Spanish flu uh, or no, the Black Plague killed off like one third of the population. Like it was a significant amount of people. The Spanish flu was pretty bad. I, I don't know the numbers with that, but it was way worse than this. And then we got COVID, and it's like, okay, yes, it's a real thing, but fuck, dude, like, it's really, hey, being with Simado, it's really not a big, you know, I don't know, and it, that one little, even the tiniest threat to their safety just went, people went bonkers. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, you know, there's shit that happens, there's bad things that happen, people die. Yes. You know, this is part of the, you know, that's not, and I don't want to sound calloused about it, like, I've not saying that at all like you know we we've known people that you know and it's very very difficult but the reaction the overreaction to this like where they're just running around with their hair on fire it was too much and it ended up hurting way more people you know if they could just stay calm and say hey you know what's the best solution no they just they went insane and and i think that just has a lot to do with being wanting to be way too safe yeah. All the time. And not and... I think also having ever gone through any sort of peril or danger or pain, like you're saying, like right. it's all been cushioned and avoided. Anytime they were even 
feeling any kind of emotional or mental anguish. You got an ambient mm-hmm. or you got a, you know, a pat on the head from a counselor. A lot of these kids are like trained to like embrace their anxiety to the point where they put, yeah. it, put it in social profiles. Like they identify with their anxiety. They're like, I have ADHD and anxiety. And it's like, go fuck yourself, man. I was a competitive I... swimmer since I was like 11 or 12 when I first started. And I did oh, wow. it all through high school. And every single meet that I ever performed in uh, during when they ask you to take your mark, right? And mm-hmm. you bend down and you're waiting for that uh, light and that starting gun or the starting buzzer or whatever they use, depending on where you are. I always had that moment of anxiety, no matter how many years I did it. It's that anticipatory feeling, before, you know, as you're waiting to start this competition. Of course. And it never went away and it never got weaker. It's always there. But, you know, anxiety comes for a lot of different reasons, but they always are reasons. And nowadays we just try to, like, reverse the chemicals so our brain can't feel that anxiety instead of going and exploring, hey, what's the source of that anxiety? Why can't I do this? Or why can't I? Why am I, you know, why is my body sending me signals of stress? I should explore that and try to figure that part out. But no, they don't want to deal with anything real. Yeah, and the thing is, too, you were saying about how they identify with their anxiety. It goes back to that that um, victimization yep. mentality. Right. Uh, Mofax touches on this a lot, but yep. with mental health, it's a big it's a big thing because they're like, oh, you know, it's almost like a mental health uh, competition. Like, well, I'm bipolar, yeah. and I've got anxiety, right. and I've got insomnia, and I was abused. Yep. Yep. It's like, okay, I understand. You know, there's a lot of people that went through that too. Like they think they're unique. They think that their pain makes them unique. Right. And it's just, or they're going to express some kind of a deviant sexuality or lifestyle. And it's, it's not only because of their trauma, but it also makes them more valid as a person. And, uh, they demand your like congratulatory celebration on it. Like, like, Oh, you're so strong. You know? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You're very brave. You're very brave. And <laughs> I don't know. That's like, where the fuck have you been? You're on this trendy shit, you know? Yeah. Like it, this it is really coming is out of nowhere like, for a lot of people. It really is. And, um, God, that's, Cause I've been a freak what for a kids? long fucking time, you know? And it's like, <laughs> where the fuck were you in the freak zone? You know? Yeah. A lot of these I normies mean, now who are like, uh, fucking, they, they want to be furries or they want to change a gender. Or they want to do all of this kind of shit, you know? Like, I know. It yeah, used to be a and... niche thing. And I've met people who did that very, uh, all of these different things very authentically, I want to say. But now you just see a lot of phony, like, go with the crowd people doing that same sort of thing. And it's just like. Yeah. And it's just like you say, it's like the NPCs, like, popular thing. Yep. (laughs) Must do popular thing. It's like, you're not, it's not brave to be gay anymore. Like, it's not, I'm not saying you shouldn't ever, nobody should be gay. I'm just saying it's not this brave thing right now. Like, you walk into. Especially here. Like, you you walk into the mall and there's all the shits, the gay shit for a month. And they care about you for a month, you know? And they promote it for a month. And then they go back to the next thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. It's like a very touch and go, you know, they forget, they forget people. It's It's like, it's all commoditized. Mm-hmm. It's just a yeah. That's it's a sales Riley season. Not, 
Yeah, Riley is not going to be a fucking victim. Like, I don't no care doubt. if he's gay. I don't care whatever. Yep. Like, son, you you cannot be a victim. No, you can't. You, you can, will not. You can be a. You know, you got to learn from stuff. Even like, I mean, I've been I've been wronged by people throughout my life. It's happened, you course. know. But you have to you have to learn from that. And the only the only thing you can really change is yourself. So when you're going sure. forward from some kind of a place where you've been wronged, like you may or may not be able to fix it with that person or between that person, but you can at least learn to avoid and I- identify and avoid those type of experiences in the future. And often what you see with the people that embrace their victimhood and think that it's some sort of a, uh, a badge to be worn and like an honor, uh, then they don't really learn the lesson part and can often spiral down and just repeat those same cycles of abuse and victimhood. Exactly. Because they've identified with it and you yeah. know, it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy for them. Yeah, no doubt. Like once once they've accepted their victim mentality, then you know, it's it's it just comes to them. It's like a it's like a fucking magnet. It'll just keep coming. Um and those situations will keep happening. like for instance, you know, um a lady I knew kept getting into, you know, abusive relationships and she just accepts like Oh, you know, I just like this certain type of guy and I, you know, I just, I can never figure out, you know, and it's just like, okay. So, and she's just accepted that she's just like basically put on this earth to be abused. And it's really sad. Like I'm using, that's a very extreme example. Um, It was just the first one that came to mind, but instead of like saying, well, you know, actually there are good people out there that I could date and I'm not on this planet just to be hurt. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just one of those things like everybody goes through everyone goes through shit everybody has a cross to bear if you will yeah absolutely but it's it's how you respond to these hardships is what kind of ident- like defines you as a person in my opinion like if you're going to be one of those people that you know cry about it and expect people to feel bad for you and you feel unique in your pain like I'm, you know, special because I've gone through this. It's like, no, well, everybody. Right. I mean, there's there's the, a ton of people who have gone through the same exact thing that you have. There's no there's no special yeah, to you. The, like, it's not special. Why are you making it your identity? That, that Why is are you the weird it, part like, of it. Because it's like uh, now you can be just accused of bigotry for offering just advice, you know. And it, and it <laughs> makes it really hard to just do anything other than. I guess try and be an example, but like it, it's, it just shuts yeah. down any kind of uh, criticism where you, you know, you're immediately called a victim blamer. If you want to point out anything that like a person could have done to have avoided some kind of hardship. Oh, or it's yeah. like, Oh yeah. No, you really need to learn how to live a sovereign life and like to not let people take advantage of you. And part of that, uh, part of that includes being taken advantage of in a certain way because, I mean, I I was a very naive and trusting person, especially the younger I will, you know, when I was really young. Yeah. And it takes getting burned to be like, oh, yeah, you can't necessarily give a person this much slack, especially a person you don't know and haven't, like, trusted with the little things yet. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, then, yeah. I was in the same position. I'm sure everybody, you know there's this naive belief that people are actually, you know, going to be nice to you or good to you. Sure. And they've or got that, their own. 
somebody wouldn't do something because you would never do that, you know? Exactly. And that's just not the case. Like, right. Yeah. You run into some serious, like I, <laughs> I've dealt with some serious sociopaths in my life, you know, like yeah. bad boyfriends and everything. And it's like, yeah, you know, you got to really learn your lesson there. Um, right. No doubt. So, you know, and then, you know, the person I ended up with is a wonderful, amazing man. Like he's very smart. Um, he's very supportive. He's an amazing father. Never would raise his voice to me. Never, you know, never makes me feel guilty for anything. He's like, we're completely free with each other. Like, you know, he's never like, where are you? Are you with another man? But yeah, yeah. this is nothing like that. Totally not a jealous person. Um, and it's just been wonderful, you know, and it's just, that's how you learn. Like I, it took a bunch of like dickhead boyfriends <laughs> to finally find, you know, him. And I dated girls. Girls are tough too. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't, I can't really like, I can't really, I don't know. You can't reproduce with them. I wanted children. So. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There's just kind of a, I guess a life factor balance that you have to make. And another thing that's wild about sexuality too, is there's like an aspect of sexuality that is just purely recreational. Yeah, then there's exactly. A, then I think it's, there's a big part of it that is procreational. And so the older you get, the more you start thinking like, what's my long-term plan here? And am I, you know, well, I've always, I've always wanted children. Yeah. Um, same. And I've wanted my own children and, you know, I wanted, you know, I, I think, I don't know, doesn't really, doesn't really matter. But I guess the point is, is man, after, after a few bad, bad ones, like you start to be able to recognize what, like once you say, okay, that was a bad idea. Yeah. Um, you start to be able to recognize good stuff. Whereas with these people, you know, that are comp always identifying, they, they go out of their way to find the bad things and they're like, see, see, that's why I'm a victim. See, it's happening again. Right. See, yep, yep. instead of saying like avoiding it and saying, oh, okay, so this is a better situation. That shit's right. over there. I'm over here now. Right. So it's, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tough mentality. It's a very childlike mentality. Yes. Um, and I don't mean to sound like an egotistical jerk no, I mean, or anything like that, but it is. <sighs> I've got it, it's my own childlike. close family members who are going through sort of a period of that same thing. And it's just like, mm -hmm. uh, how do I help? Because I don't like, I'm not interested in telling you how to live. I'm not interested in uh, forcing you to do anything because I don't believe in mm -hmm. that. And I'm not a bigot, so I don't hate you. I love you, but I want to tell you advice, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's kind of tough to even ask for that conversation to be had, let alone have it. Yeah, I think it's a hard conversation that people don't want to have because then it <clears throat> it shatters their kind of distorted view of reality. Yes. And it takes away what they think makes them valuable, which is their victim. Right. Well, it's been so reinforced and then, you know, they just are shedding friends and keeping the ones that fan that same flame you know sure it's like it's almost well, I, like watching somebody's addicted to drugs same sort of oh life. it is it is it's it's just like that one episode the outrage addiction mm. for no agenda like it's yeah. totally yep because i i hung out with this group of girls um i was playing roller derby for a while 
And I just couldn't stand them anymore because all they could talk about was how being a woman was so hard and like, you know, uh, men are pigs and oh yeah i hate that kind just, of stuff oh, and it just like every single day and then like when trump was president they're like trump this trump that oh, yeah. da, da, da. i'm just like he's just a dude like he's just like a I fucking know. business there were, guy there were grown-ass people like a generation older than me in my fucking real estate office that would post memes like trump's no good very bad day and it would just be like a meme they made that was like uh the like a Dr. Seuss book ripoff, and I'm like, can you see how fucking infantile your whole demeanor is? Like, can yeah. I, like, nobody reasonable gives a fuck about what you're saying right here. This is so yeah. childish. Yeah, I think, I think it's a big problem. And going back to that, you know, being totally coddled thing, we just, yeah, there's a lot of people that have sort of maintained that childlike mentality, and it's really unfortunate. It's sad, too, because once something bigger happens like a big deal fucking thing they're not going to take it very well like there there's been this like huge surge unfortunately of you know suicides and mental health issues and stuff because of the pandemic and it's like you know i'm not calling them weak or anything it's just that unfortunately they've been you know kind of in this bubble for so long mm-hmm. and then once something a little hardship come into their come into their life it's it it really hurt them and it's really sad and that's yeah so i you have to take that all into account when raising a child right um which is it's overwhelming like i'm holding this little <laughs> baby right now and i'm like fuck there's so much i have to teach you and there's right? so much that you know i don't want you to experience yep. like i don't want you to have to go through you know uh not you know being completely lost when you're an adult like when i was when i became an adult i had you know my mom was very overprotective my father was from a different country so it was just like this kind of like he didn't really understand american culture or stuff like i mean he did kind of but it was like i don't know it was it was just like a big disconnect so when sure. i became an adult and went out into the world I was completely lost. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Um, and I figured it out eventually. But, you know, I want my child to be exposed to things. I don't want him to have to go through what I went through. I want him to see, like, okay, you know, this shit's fucked up. I'm sorry, but right. this is how it is, and this is how we deal with it. Well, Give him the tools to deal with all this imperfect stuff in our world. Throughout my whole school experience and it just got worse the further I went like I just always felt very underserved but when you're in it you can't really you don't really know what you're missing but now that I'm out of it it's like I want to teach my kids uh like several languages oh different, yeah for sure oh, several musical instruments uh definitely like coding skills and programming like yeah, how to basic... actually use a computer, not how to launch a fucking app and then follow along on a screen sure. in some slave environment. Because, yeah. cause like, I'm I'm trying to learn all of these different things, and I just know, like, enough to watch people who are good at it do it and actually appreciate it, but not yeah. good enough to do it myself. And I'm like, I just want my kids to be able to come up just having these actual skills. Like, they had us for 13 fucking years oh, at yeah. a public institution 
and they didn't teach us shit, you know? No, no. They didn't teach us anything. It would have been nice to know how to use, you know, a Roth IRA or whatever. No doubt. To know how to, you know, what, 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 what are your taxes going into? Um, What, what should you expect with a new job? How do you file, you know, like if you want to do your own business? And they don't give you options. They're just like, yep, when you go to college, it's like, dude, what if I don't want to go? Like, not everybody. What if I'm not going to be a CPA, you know? Not everybody wants to go to college. And then, you know, you get these kids getting these, like, bullshit degrees. Oh, jeez. And, you know, they're coming out of college with $100,000 of debt and working in coffee shops and they're struggling. It's like, well, of course they're Uh, struggling. And then what do they say? They say, capitalism did this to me. Like, exactly they huh. blame something else and it's like yeah dude you know and it what it's if, like no i mean dumbass guidance counselors at your high school did this to you because they handed you this shiniest glossiest brochure when you said what should i think about when going to college and they said oh look at mizzou they got they're just now building this multi-million dollar rec center and all of their meal halls are so awesome you get to eat the best right. food and it's like yeah what does that yeah, have to these- do with my future though yeah, and these same people who were advising these kids to go to college when they were in college, it was 500% less expensive for them. Like, it's literally since the 80s, college has gone up 500% in cost. Must be fucking nice. fucking percent. That's ridiculous. Like, that's insane. So, you know, and then these older people are like, yeah, you know, I worked and went to college at the same time. Bleh. It's like, okay, yeah, good for you. Yeah. Oh, Riley, don't worry. It's okay, honey. Not to worry about college yet. Um, yeah, fuck that. So, it's just, you know, and it's like, what's wrong with going to a trade school? You know, what's wrong uh, with construction you know, jobs? I was look- never even, it's funny because in high school it was just like, not even considered you know it was exactly. like it was just like only the poor and the rednecks do the fucking vocational basically you know and it's like my okay, test but... scores were so high that it was just like there was only one path for me and that was college but then it's like well what should i do in college oh anything you want to you can be anything you want to be yeah it's like okay that's like that's a sweet sentiment and i appreciate that but it's not fucking helpful I think this comes back too to the cushioning, you know, the cushioning that yeah. we got. Like we were just told we could be anything, but like there, there wasn't really a direction. It wasn't like you could be anything, yeah, exactly. but There's you know, no you direction. should really think about optometry or like you know, there wasn't even a suggestion of any kind of. It was just like, oh, you can be anything you want to be. It's like, well, yeah. what do, what do I want to be? I don't fucking know. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I tell you, like my husband is a senior firmware engineer. He does not have a degree. I'm like, God damn it, you beat the system. Nice. He's, he's yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? He's really smart. Um, but he's just not he's like me. Like, we're both not very good at school. Yeah. That's how <laughs> I our was test too. scores were shit and we're both, you know, but application wise, you know, him and I are very similar in that when we have our hands on something, we do exceptionally well. Whereas, you know, we get these idiot kids. UCSD is here, and it's apparently a great school. You get a great education out of it. But we've both had situations where you get this kid out of college, UCSD. Like, he hired an electrical engineer. Turned out she didn't know how to solder. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, and she man. couldn't figure out that something... Like, she's an electrical engineer, right? 
she was like, oh, this thing isn't working. And my husband's like, okay, well, did you check the battery? She goes, oh, no. <laughs> now we're talking about an electrical engineer here. Good Lord. And then she tried to put the battery, a new battery in, and she put it in the wrong way. Oh, man. And he's like, okay, so. That just hurts me. Yeah. And he's like, okay, so you're an electrical engineer. <laughs> <laughs> we need to work something out. And, you know, same with me. There's this kid we hired. I, I I fired him like he was too much. I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. But like <laughs> this kid was just, you know, they they're like, oh yeah, you know, got straight A's this degree, and I'm like, okay, but you totally just poured water into a bunch of acid and it sprayed everywhere and almost burnt you. So <laughs> can we just like think about like, hey, you know, we we learn we <laughs> we learn how to deal with acid. You know, do as you ought to add acid to water. Like, I used to have to, like, <laughs> say these, like, little rhymes to help him figure out, oh, you know. Goodness. I'm like, okay, so there's these, you know, if he's like, well, what do I do with this acid? How do I dispose of it? I'm like, bro, you neutralize it under the hood like they taught you in school. Right. That's... Oh, like, yeah. I only took one year of Kim in high school, and... I did a couple, you know, I was in Boy Scouts, so there was a chemistry merit badge too. But like, I'm, I was never like a chemist. I never really found it like my calling or anything like that. But I know the basics, you know, of like what Most they people... show you in science class. Like the whole reason there is a hood in a fucking chemistry class. They come in and they're like, oh yeah, watch this lithium explode when we put it in, you know. Uh, That's awesome. I all like kinds that. of different shit. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, you know, and this kid, like, apparently, I don't know, but, like, just really basic things I had to, like, and even PhDs that came in, like, I'm like, okay, so did you not do this a million times on your PhD? Oh, you know, I did it my undergrad. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, that's fine, but you went and you said you could do this and you've done this before. Were you drunk at the time? Were you on heroin? Like, what's the deal? (laughs) So, I mean, education is just really not... It, it really has to do with, um, I guess, common sense. Like, like I said, my husband and I, you know, I ended up, I do have a degree. I kind of re- regretted it a little bit. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. man, I could have done something else. It's okay, Riley. Sometimes he, like, coos in his sleep. It's weird. Anyway. Um, this dude makes but... little wolf pup noises sometimes. Oh, that's cute. It is cute. It's ridiculous. It's it's really ridiculous when they make their little noises and they start smiling. I'm like, <gasps> that is so cute. I'm dying right now. Ah. Yeah. So, yeah. Once they start but... like being able to laugh at like when you do goofy shit, and then you can. When make, does that happen? When you like, can make, I want start making them to, making them laugh. I think yeah. like hmm. probably around between three and three six. Three and six. Yeah. Don't you think months? Yeah, that's my guess. Somewhere in there, I think, is when it yeah. starts happening. Oh, that's so cool. It's the wildest. After they can, like, w- start watching you for a time. Because, like, he's not quite to where he can even focus on us yet, you know? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. like, he'll look at us, and then he'll look cross-eyed, and then he'll, like, <laughs> look that's past you at the, the ceiling. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, little dude, you can't even focus yet, can you? Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Well, yeah, by the time Riley is college age and... John's college age hopefully you know we'll have enough sense to say hey you know there's all these options you don't just need to go to college 
Hopefully so, they'll be like, hey, look at all this money and Bitcoin we made while we still live with our parents. Let's go buy a bunch of land and start building our house on it. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. That's my dream right there. You know what I mean? Like, I wish that... Uh, I wish that school would have taught me how to make money and I would have been making money while I was in school. Stock market stuff. Yeah. You know, how just to balance a different, checkbook, like, you know, oh, how to, your parents what? give you, you know, some wicked reasonable amount of money and you're just investing it and you're just learning how to invest and you don't touch it. Invest. You just yeah. do an investment class that's four years, you know? No, they don't teach you that. They teach you about like, you know why it's bad right because you're supposed to names you're supposed to like, go fucking oh pay chuck schwab to do that for you you're not supposed to be able to do that yourself you're supposed yeah. to you're supposed to get all these other monthly subscriptions and microservices to take care of the shit that you're supposed to be doing for yourself yeah yeah exactly it's it's basically you're you're teaching these kids to be dependent on yep. all these other things right even even like changing a tire kind of evades people. Oh. I couldn't believe how many people I met my age that didn't know how to cook. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, that one is a big one. It's that, insane. That one's a big one that just wows me in yeah. college. And it's like you some... don't have to be like a fucking, you know, Gordon Ramsay, but Yeah. You know, you can you can boil water and make some pasta and throw some tomato sauce together and make some simple pasta, right? No. Right. You can't do that. <laughs> Not even like their own laundry, some of these kids. I'm like, what? For this me, is man, insane. How is that even possible? My dad always is teaching me how to do breakfast stuff. So that was the first thing I learned for cooking. You know, when I was like six, seven, eight, you know, like I was a little yeah. kid. I was like old enough to stand on a chair and safely use the stove. And oh, then, totally. And then, bam, I'm learning how to scramble eggs. I'm learning how to make pancakes. I'm learning how to make bacon, all this stuff, you know. That's exactly what I want to do with, like, as soon as he, my son can hold utensils like he's gonna learn how to cook like i'm gonna have him i'm not gonna give him like the easy bake ovens <laughs> yeah he's gonna go straight to the big boy stuff yep, yep. that's um, what our little i mean our oldest ain't even four yet and i'll like let her stir and always like let her watch perfect. when stuff's going on you know yeah that's like, exactly what she you doesn't do. have the motor skills to really like flip anything or do it right you know but for what she can get away with. And then the second one comes up, you know, and then they always want to do everything the other one's doing. So it's like, yeah, that makes it harder. Cause it's like, it's like, well, Ray's old enough to handle this part and you're not quite yet, but you always got to give them something else to do too. Yeah. See, that's exactly, that's perfect too, because once they get that desire to learn, um, when, when they're able to physically, it's, it's amazing how quickly, you know, and I say this, like, I, I was a preschool teacher in my very early, like, late teens, early 20s, and then I switched to science for whatever stupid reason. <laughs> but um, uh, learning, just, like, watching these kids develop, it's just, it's 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 crazy. But, yeah, one of the things that you can do, especially, like, with stuff like potty training and stuff, is you show them that these other kids are doing it and they want to follow. Yep. So, um, yeah, things like cooking. Um absolutely getting your kid involved and my husband's like hey you know if my kid wants a phone or computer they can build one I'm like holy yeah, shit that's yeah. intense no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a great, great idea yeah because there there's kits out there you can do it yeah you know and the phones that you can build and the computers you can build are actually pretty good it's just you know time consuming but he's like you know if he is too young to get a job and pay for his own He's get, I'll buy him the materials to build one. Yeah. 
And I'm totally down with that. Like that, that's a great idea because then it's like, they actually have to work for it where these other kids, like they're just so, they're so buried in their phones and they're antisocial and their social skills are really, really bad. Mm -hmm. I don't want my kid to be like that. I agree. I I know. I think I saw some (laughs) fucking, uh, what's that? I think it's called stone toss. That web comic is like a conservative guy, sure. but he has that f- funny stuff every once in a while. And one of them is the dad like waiting at the bus stop, and he's like, "Homeschooling? No thanks. Those kids always turn out weird as hell." And then he's like, "All right, Timmy, the bus is here." And then Timmy's like got this like long purple hair and a bunch of facial piercings. And yeah, I'm like, like oh, yeah i would gracious. like to homeschool i think that would be i mean as I long was, as they also get the social interaction yeah that's know, what i think because i was homeschooled for five years and i kind of resented it because we didn't really do much oh uh, really except for the first year but i was mm-hmm. just like well the whole point of us starting to homeschool was because of how bad the school system was and exactly. i wasn't just getting engaged so i was like just because we didn't do it when I was a kid, like the proper way, doesn't mean it's not like the right thing to do. You know, we just got to make sure. sure we actually do it. <laughs> yeah. Just being able to like actually create a curriculum and sort of follow along with, you know, what are they learning right now? Okay. So we'll teach it this way, that kind of thing. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who homeschool their children and they teach them the stuff, but they don't realize how important socialization is yeah no and that's doubt. when they that's when they come out weird that's yeah. when well, you know i was also in <laughs> scouts and youth group throughout the whole time so see that's perfect it's like joining a club or something yeah. um it's so beneficial uh for children and it teaches them like teamwork and that was one of the nicest things about being a musician when i was a kid was um you know i was competent in something so that gave me some confidence and, you know, he had to work as a team. And even if you really didn't like, say, you know, the drummer very much, you had to cooperate. So you had to learn how to put your differences aside and learn how to work with each other in spite of you not liking each other. Yeah. Yep. So that's a really important skill, too, because a lot of people don't know how to do that. And, you know, they end up quitting because they're so mad or they're miserable at work. It's like, you know, you don't have to like people you're not at work to make friends making friends is a nice benefit but you're at work to work and so that's that's one thing people don't really have down so yeah clubs teach children that very well (laughs) oh what was that baby noise big grunt (laughs) he's settling in now he's all milk drunk again yeah riley riley is passed out on my chest we had so much tummy time today, and we had skin-to-skin day, and it was just kind of a chill day. What a nice, nice little walk, and he's just, he's out. The new thing I learned this time around, and I th- I'm i sure the midwife has said it during every birth, but I just didn't catch it until this time, or didn't stick with me, is that for the skin-to-skin that I can warm the baby, but Lorian can warm and cool him. Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah, that freaks me out. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, why is that? And she was like, I don't know, some hormone thing. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's, that's a very thorough explanation. I mean, it makes sense, but it's just kind of wild. It's like another mystical aspect I know. of you ladies. It's, it's really interesting because like Riley, I got, 
he got kind of hot one day and Riley got a little warm and he got really pissed off and he was crying and I felt really bad, you know, I'm like, shit, how do I cool him down? And, uh, I'm like taking off his clothes and I'm like, should I put him in water? No, I don't want to shock his system. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remembered someone's like, yeah, I just put him skin to skin. So I'm like, ah, and I'm like furiously, you know, ripping my clothes off and I've got this baby and he's crying and I'm freaking out. <laughs> and I put him on my chest and we're like, we're in my rocking chair for a little bit. And he's slowly like, sure enough, he like calmed down. He was cooling down. I'm like, wow, that's, that's so cool. It's so crazy. Another testament just, to how our bodies already know what's going on, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, and it just does it automatically. Yep without you even and just like experiencing it it's like it's like your your consciousness and your body are almost like two different things sometimes like they're two entities yeah uh it's nuts it is it's kind of wild but you know your emotions have so much effect on your body too like even i more so now i believe um just your state of mind really does affect your body. And I used to think that, like I used to think it was like a totally separate thing, but um, when you're calm, your, your chemicals are, you know, in balance. And if you start freaking out, like there's just, everything is connected. Um, yeah. You start making cortisol and you, yeah, heart rate and, goes up and your muscles tense. And yeah, that's it. It's just, it's so crazy. So, you know, I, Learning about my body with this child was very interesting for me. It was a very, it was a wild experience. Like it, I don't know. Even with somebody with a scientific background, I'm like, wow, this is fucking crazy. Right. It's, it's really cool. I always thought that, you know, in the science that I did get into, because I did take a lot of science classes and uh, things extracurricularly and somewhat through scouts that wasn't really the biggest chunk of scouts but it was a part of it um i always thought that like the stuff i did with science just sort of made the world even more like magical and wondrous and mysterious you know like science for me never really set to settled a bunch of questions so much as it like raised bigger more awesome more mind-bending questions than what i had you know had before Totally. And that's how I always saw it. I always saw it as like this method of discovery and how to like explore, you know, unexplored thoughts and unexplored um, phenomenon. And science never for me was like, how do we explain how everything works in like a simple, you know, unified theory or like this is the user's manual for everything on earth. Like, yeah, it's really nobody's figured it out to that extent. Otherwise, there wouldn't no. be so many goddamn questions, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I mean that's kind of you know what made me want to get into science in the first place was that same feeling of like mysticism and discovery and everything and then you know you get into the field and you're like oh i guess people don't like that here i guess they just like not that i don't it was it was a very um yeah i don't know it was a sad experience i don't know what it is of people who feel more comfortable being boxed in and being like having the path card for them or having like everything set out and not just questioning, just like accepting and doing, accepting and doing right off the script. I just never could even like relate to that, you know? Yeah, I don't, I, I'm i pretty stubborn. Like if somebody tells me yeah. to do something, I'm like, well, but why are you telling me this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or if someone, I think I want to try something else. Or if someone says you can't do something, like 
that makes you really want to do it. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people, like, like I said, I didn't do very well in school and, you know, people are like, oh, well, oh, you want to be a scientist? Okay. Yeah. Good luck. And I did it. And, you know, it's just, it's just not a predetermining thing, you know, just because people think that you can't do it because of these, you know, set whatever, um, expectations, um, you know, they just, they just don't know. There's, there's always, there's always going to be people that say you can't do this because of ABC and it's just not true. Like life is way more complicated than that. And there's never a set formula. So, right. um, Quirkus says you know. she thinks it's the fear of the unknown. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it's fear and, uh, too. Like it's definitely fear based. It's funny. I was thinking about this, and I wanted to bring it back to like the home birthing and the hospital birthing stuff. And sure, a lot of uh, a lot of people usually we get two reactions. One reaction is like, "Oh wow, you're so brave to do that. Like that's cool. Like I wish I could do that, but I'm just not brave enough." And the other side is like. Oh wow, you're crazy. I would never do that. That sounds scary. I would never do it. And for me, it's sort of like the reason like the reasons that you went for the hospital is the same reasons that I didn't. It's like I'm still responding to the comfort of what I know more about and the fear of what I don't know about. Like I don't really sure. have reference for a hospital birth other than the own the scary stories they told me about when I was born. That's it, you know? And I've never been to one and now I've had three kids at home. And so it's even more distant and foreign to me. Like how I think about birth is one way and I, I just have this way that I know. Yeah. And, and so no, it's not like I think that a hospital's worse or that, you know, other people are worse when they do a hospital or anything like that. I'm responding to the same fear and uncertainty by choosing my own house. It's just a different perspective that I have is all, you know? Yeah, exactly. And no, no way is better for, yeah. you know, and like, it's not, it's not the standardized thing. It's like some people, right. you know, like the hospital, some people like, you know, it's, it's just, it depends. It's all sure. relative. So. And it could even be choosing different things for the same reasons. Like somebody might say, well, I want to make sure it's safe and that I'm comfortable. So I'm going to go to hospital. Whereas I say, I want to make sure it's safe and that I'm comfortable. So I don't, you know, and yeah, it's totally fun. Like it's, it's such a personal journey, just like anything in life, like how you're going to raise kids or, you know, what religion you do or don't teach or follow or what political uh, leanings that you have. All of that's like the personal journey. And I think it comes around to what you were saying. Like, I just want you to be good and do good. You know? Yeah. And yeah. you can do Anything that in so decides. many different ways and be so many different people doing that. And you can tell like from all walks of life, that's why I don't hate groups of people. And I also don't blindly worship groups of people because groups of people are all made up of good and bad people. You know? Sure. I just yeah, try to, exactly. I just try to try to find the good ones and uh, avoid the bad ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are people who go into things under false pretenses, like, you know, um, like even, even like Freemasons, there's a few of them that are like, you know, you meet these quote unquote elite, you know, they're like, Oh, I'm 33rd degree. Bleh. And <laughs> Brandon's, Brandon's very, he's got, he's got a, he's got a sharp wit, that motherfucker. Like hmm. he, he, he can say like one or two things and they're like, Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. he's, he's so, he's so precise in his speech. And basically, like, there's this one guy, he just thinks he's hot shit, and, you know, it's 32nd degree Scottish right, and he's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Uh -huh. And Brandon's like, 
what you are is a third degree Mason, just like everybody else here. And that's all that matters. He's like, yeah, well, you know, it take a lot of work to be 32nd degree. Blah. Brandon's like, I know I'm also 32nd degree, but I'm third degree Mason blue lodge. And that's all that matters, you know? And nice. he was like, Oh, you know, and it's, <laughs> he, he doesn't show off. He's very humble. Yeah. But you know, he just, he can very calmly put people in their place and make them feel like shit I love because that. yeah, he's just, he's so amazing. Like he's, Oh, he's so cool. Um, but that's the thing though. It's like, you know, even I'm very, you know, obviously I have a lot of love for that group of people, even though they won't officially let me in, but yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm still working on it. <laughs> but that being said, um, you know, I, even something that I really respect him and, in, and I'm into, there's always going to be, you know, that one asshole that is going in for the wrong reasons. So yeah. Um, yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, like, I know whatever Riley does, whether it's like maybe he will be like super left leaning, maybe he'll be super right leaning, you know, maybe he'll be, you know, a hermit in the middle of the woods. Who knows? Like, yeah. I just want him to be a good person. And yeah, it's it's a lot of pressure. Like, sometimes I think about him like, fuck what if I do something and it like imprints on him for the rest of his life and he has to go to therapy for it? Like when he's 20, like shit, I gotta be really careful. You know? <laughs> oh, I mean, everybody will go to therapy one time probably at least. Uh, yeah. I hope he, I hope. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he has the strength to recognize when he needs it. Yeah. But. I just want my kids to be curious and always like trying to figure stuff out, you know. That's that's kind of how I was when I was little. I was just like, look at this big wide world and what's this do and what's that thing and how does this yeah. work? Yeah, exploration learning. is kind of discouraged in school. Like it's sort of like the spoon fed bullshit, right? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I, I was, I was always getting like dirty looks in church for asking questions, like in you know like Sunday, oh, yeah. Sunday school classes and stuff. For sure. Like, yeah, they no, always do that's that. not in the discussion material. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's it. It's always like you gotta stay on topic, stay on topic. Right. Like why? So that's that's the other thing too. Like I want to give my child. Like I've got so many instru- instruments in my house, and I'm just <laughs> yeah. gonna leave them out and see if he picks one up one day and dicks yeah. around with it. You know. They love just... playing the the piano keyboard, man. Just oh yeah, totally. On it, plinking, plinking. Yeah, they like that, you know. Um, I've got, I've got a banjo. I've got a oh, cool. fiddle. I've got. I love banjo. I'm trying to learn it. It's hard. I would want to um, learn a f- uh, fiddle. That'd be so cool. I just got a trum- yeah. trumpet, and so it's tough to like uh, really practice it at appropriate times. You know, usually when I get yeah. a free time, it's like wicked late. You can't be playing the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted a drum set. Like I love playing yeah. drums. Um, that was I my can't main. have my own. Yeah, drums are great. That's what I made, it, mainly know. came up doing, and that's what I had lessons on for a long time too. Was drums. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I like going all animal on them. Like, yeah, like, it works with my personality. Although bass, like I played bass the most, um, and I do love. I love it. Um, but man, I'd really love to have a drum set. That would be so rad. I just got a, an electric one not too long ago. Oh, nice. 
Alesis uh, mesh kit. It's pretty cool. But it sounds oh, pretty. Good. It's like super quiet, but you put on the headphones and can crank it as loud as you. And it responds really well. This, it feels. I heard. They f they feel really nice nowadays. I had an older one that was a little bit like it was like hard rubber and it wasn't super yeah. realistic, but it was a little delayed. Like the one I played on was a little tiny bit delayed, and it was yeah. like eh, it's not working. This one has no latency, and the heads even feel pretty real and. Wow. It has a foot pedal that, uh, see, my old one was just a stomp pedal, like uh, any kind of guitar wham pedal is kind of what it was shaped like. Yeah. And so the hi-hat clothes and the bass pedal were both the same type of pedal. And after you uh, come up on a, you know, bass drum pedal, you just get a certain muscle memory for that feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. so this one now has a, it has like just a regular bass drum kick pedal. That, hits, oh, a, that awesome. hits another mesh sensor, so it feels super real. That's awesome. Yeah, I should con I should consider doing that. I mean, it was for like, my think, son, not me. I think it was like <laughs> seven hundred bucks. Yeah, see, that's another thing. Like, <laughs> it's for the kid. I swear. Yeah, uh, yeah I wanna, exactly. I, I want to like, learn so many like things vicariously through them. It's almost like oh, I can yeah. redo all of the stuff that I felt like I got robbed on out of my education. Like I can redo that now for my kids, and that feels yeah like exactly. So, it like, feels like such about, a huge like, opportunity. Oh yeah, for sure. I totally agree. I can't wait till I take him to the zoo for the first time, for instance. Yes, the zoo is it's fun. Be, oh yeah, oh yeah. I just, I just want to see him like pointing at things and just having a ball. I just cannot wait. Oh man, it's gonna be great. So, what a, what an interesting conversation, man. Yeah, we covered a lot of stuff. I know. I feel like we've been all over the place. Yeah, I it's appreciate. Uh, I appreciate you taking time out to come sit down and talk with us i've been looking forward to this one yeah i you know i'm really i'm trying to get myself back into speaking of communities and clubs like i feel like i've kind of like disappeared from all our wonderful community the no agenda people so yeah i really i need to get back into it and oh force myself actually before we go i i did have a question about that um for origin of things and stuff because i was looking at your YouTube channel and yeah, the yeah. stuff. Um, and then I watched the, the magic one and oh, yeah. you talked about how the, you did one on porn and it got taken down. And then I was like, I feel like I remember reading toots about that when it happened, but is there yeah. other places that you're going to upload to, or are you thinking about doing like in tube or something? Yeah. I'm going to do something else. Like YouTube is bullshit. Like I was so mad that they took down my porn episode. They're like, oh, it violates this, that, the other thing. I'm like, bro, it's just history. Like, it's just, I literally have drawings that I took off the internet. Damn. I don't know. Yeah. So, I'm... yeah, I'm definitely doing something else. Cool. Well, if you want uh, any assistance, like, getting it to NATube or some other host, like, I'm I'm down to help you figure out where's the best place to do it. Cause, uh... That's awesome, because when it comes to this stuff, I am so bad. Like, poor Nick the Rat, he's like doing the rss feed stuff and yeah. the website and i'm just like god i don't know what you're doing i'm trying to like, i'm trying to figure out a new host for us too so i'm kind of right now in the pain stage of it i'm like trying to set sure. up a server for it and uh get our own hosts but um i've heard really promising things about that no agenda tube and about um it's like the video version of mastodon um it's part of activity pub so i'm trying to yeah. look into that for us too so Oh, perfect. But I'm always down to help uh, solve problems and figure out better solutions and, and 
get around this bullshit censorship. Oh, yeah, I'm tired of that. Oh, hey, Bean, what's the matter? You okay? But yeah, thanks, thanks for hanging out uh, with the little yeah. babies, the little dudes, kind of halfway beaten over the internet for the first time. Yeah, really. that's so cool. Yeah, I want them to meet for real because they're only a day apart. That's so cool. Definitely. Like probably less than a day. Yeah, hours. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so freaking cool. Well, thanks for having me on and letting me just like blab and. Oh yeah, it was really good to hear you guys. It's all about it. That's what balls of us is all about. Just like catching up and getting it all out there you know yeah man thanks all uh, right well thanks everybody who's hanging out listening and uh we'll see you next tuesday uh at the same time and channel till then i've been sir spencer wolf kansas city i'm dame delorean and until next token tuesday may your bowls burn ever brighter i'm sick of your fucking smoke <laughs> oh, brother. None of this is good. Bowl after bowl. Bowlafterbowl.com. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man.